Good morning. It's February 5th. The sun is shining on New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The lead story on the front of the New York Times is our ever-expanding war. U.S. forces hit Iranian proxies for a third day. Missile is destroyed. The missile in question, the Times writes, according to U.S. military sources, was an anti-ship cruise missile that belonged to Houthi militants and posed an imminent threat to U.S. Navy ships and merchant vessels in the region. The strike against the missile came at the end of a weekend in which our military attacked more than 100 targets across three different countries. It was a two-column story in Saturday's paper, then down to a single column Sunday and today. The strikes, the Times writes, risked the kind of escalation of hostilities that President Biden has sought to avoid since the war between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip began in October. Seems more accurate to say that they constituted the escalation rather than risk the escalation. Inasmuch as the previous weekend, we were not blowing up a hundred things, and now we were. Down the bottom of the page, in unrelated yet related coverage, the Times has a write-around profile of Mr. Nikki Haley, a.k.a. Michael Haley, a piece that if it were going to get done, needed to get done while Nikki Haley is still in the presidential race. The thrust of the story, obliquely and non-judgmentally rendered, is that Michael Haley is dealing with his wife's presidential candidacy by staying totally off the scene, courtesy of a year-long voluntary overseas National Guard deployment. Though Nikki Haley talks about him a lot in her speeches, the Times writes, Major Haley himself remains something of a blank slate, while other candidate spouses, with the notable exception of Melania Trump, logged miles across Iowa and New Hampshire last year trying to humanize their other halves. He has avoided the intense scrutiny, as well as the public speaking photo ops and interviews that comes with campaigning. Should that be comes with or come with? Any way you try to do verb agreement with one of those as well as constructions, it comes out sounding weird. Anyway, what ties the reclusive Major Michael Haley back to the lead news story of the day is that this military member is deployed in Djibouti. Like the three army reservists who were killed in Jordan, whose deaths Joe Biden is busily trying to avenge without being perceived as escalating the regional war, Michael Haley and his South Carolina Army National Guard unit are off projecting American military force in a place where we are not officially at war. On page A12 is the latest iteration of the exact same story as ever about the proposed deal in which Democrats endorse a border crackdown and Republicans release funding for Ukraine. The latest increment on that is that the Senate presented the actual text of a bill But, the story notes, Speaker Mike Johnson has already pronounced the bill dead on arrival in the Republican-controlled House, and with former President Donald J. Trump actively campaigning against the deal, it was not clear whether the measure could even make it out of the Democratic-led Senate, where it needs bipartisan backing to move forward. That bipartisan backing is the subject of another sentence, this one beginning with yet rather than but. Yet, Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, and the minority leader stopped short of ordering GOP colleagues to back the bill on Sunday even as he hailed the measure for including direct and immediate solutions to the crisis at our southern border. As with the second impeachment of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell supports it in principle, but principles don't determine what happens around Mitch McConnell. Above that in the paper is a nice colorful photo of a dormant, unfinished Los Angeles high-rise complex, whose floor-to-ceiling windows are now filled up with colorful graffiti tags. The police announcement about the graffiti happened on Thursday of last week and said more than a dozen people had done the work. It was not immediately clear, the Times writes, how long the people were inside the buildings or how they had entered, but the police were called about the graffiti last week Tuesday. 
I don't know if last week Tuesday is some sort of British phrasing or just a copy glitch. It's not even clear whether it refers to the Tuesday that just happened or the Tuesday before that. Either way, it's not especially new, but it's nice to look at. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we'll talk again tomorrow.